Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that CHGO code when you sign up to live your bet life. Luke Stuckmeyer here, and we're bringing you an emergency Saturday podcast because we've finally seen baseball players out at Sloan Park, and the Cubs are starting to slowly trickle in and report. Cody Delmendo is at home. Ryan Herrera is out in Arizona, the lucky bugger. Man, I can't believe it. He- Oh, he weaseled into this, 80 degrees. He's going to be doing all a lot of our written content this year, uh, and we'll do a great job, obviously. But, Ryan, I mean, you drew the best straw on this one. You got, you've got warm weather, and it's like 15 degrees in Chicago right now. So congratulations. Hey, you know, I, I can't complain about being in 80-degree weather. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, um, I apologize up front. If I, I'm going to be spotty. The Wi-Fi is spotty here, so you're going to see me coming in and out everyone just hang out hang with us hang with us i'm gonna do my best to report what i've seen today <laughs> sounds good so it's gonna be like you're going in and out of the bar like you're coming back to the bar one so just jumping in a conversation and when we have you we have you when we don't we don't since we have you right now let's uh let's just talk about first of all yesterday signing you know we did the podcast and we were talking a lot about carlos correa he still hasn't signed with anybody yet but the cubs almost as soon as we finished the live podcast yesterday on Friday was the Andrelton Simmons signing uh, for $4 million. Obviously he's a very good defensive shortstop. He hasn't been very good and had one of his worst seasons at the plate last year. Um, Cody, what did you think of the, of the signing when you saw it yesterday? Uh, well, we were Luke, we were both standing next to each other. I think we were looking at Corey's phone. It was, of course it was right after we did yesterday's podcast and we were all you know hyping ourselves up about Carlos Correa so whenever you hear about the Cubs signing Andrelton Simmons for one year four million it was kind of a buzzkill but I think overall though like after I thought about it for a little bit I was like you know I I don't think this is gonna stop the Cubs from you know still pursuing a guy like Carlos Correa or even Trevor Story uh you know last year the Cubs really didn't have a backup to Javi Baez I think this is a really nice depth piece. I know they got Horner and they got Madrigal, but in, in my opinion, I mean, you know, injuries happen. You, 
I think this is just a, like again a really nice depth piece, and at the very least, this is a guy you could bring in late innings as a defensive replacement, not just that shortstop, but probably all across the infield ex- except for catcher and first base. So um, I don't know too much about him, but yeah, I mean, sounds like a he's an elite shortstop, like top tier um, defensively at least. Um, yeah, I, as far as that goes, I mean, I can't be upset about it i i know a lot of people um overreacted on cubs twitter a lot to it last night but um i think as time goes on and we see what the what the cubs do the rest of the offseason or the rest of the next couple weeks um we'll see how that deal shapes out because right now i don't really have a reaction to it except for that i just think it's a nice depth piece and i hope it's not their replacement for not getting correa or story right. <laughs> well, Corey brought up a good point during the Friday's podcast as well. Just with talking about Simmons, we didn't know he was signing with the Cubs at that point, but pointing out that, you know, you have all these ground ball pitchers and the Cubs have to get better defensively, especially up the middle. And so if, if nothing else, like you said, maybe this is a late inning thing. Maybe it's, he's out there when certain pitchers are on the mound. Um, he, he's, he's, his metrics are like number one as defensive shortstop and they're like about as bad as you can get for a hitting shortstop. So we don't know what this means. You know, that's just kind of the crazy part. I think the way we watch the off season now has completely changed. And because everybody has access to the information quickly and then can react to it quickly. I think the initial response was like, what, you know, there were, there were a lot of people firing off on Cubs Twitter and I think that's the normal reaction usually. Is, uh, <laughs> of like course it is. Angry. You know, people like to be angry, but yeah, we, we just don't know. Like if they go out and sign Correa, you're not going to care that they have a great defensive replacement. Um, so let's let's give them a little time and and we'll talk about that time in a bit. Ryan, you're you're out there today. And I guess the big story really was Stroman throwing that bullpen session. We'll get that in a second, I guess. But what what else did you see out there this morning? You're there, man. Go We're ahead. Back. We're back. We're He's back. back. He's back. He's back. All, right. All right. Say that again, Luke. I was just saying, uh, you know, obviously we'll, we'll get to Stroman in a second. That was the big story, his bullpen session. Uh, but who else did you see out there today? Oh, well, yeah. You, you mentioned Marcus Stroman. He's out there. I know, uh, you know, good Schwindel, Frank Schwindel, and Nico Horner were a couple of the guys taking batting practice on one of the main fields. Uh, you know, Schwindel was over at first base trying to, you know, uh, you know taking infield practice. But I saw Kyle Hendricks like stretching in the, in the training room and stuff like that. Um, but really it's just like, you know, it's very, you know, it's, players aren't reporting till tomorrow anyway. Um, so it's, it's very just kind of, I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know the structure, but you know, it's not like these guys are batting here at this time. These guys are playing catch or throwing bullpens over here at this time. It's very kind of fluid. I think right now uh, it, it should probably get more structured as far as like, who's where and who's doing what every day, especially. Uh, we lost them, I think. We lost them, but, it, you know, it's just another strange spring training, if you will, out in Arizona because a lot of times, you know, okay, so let's say they're not reporting now till they don't have to be there till Sunday. The first workout's not going to be till Monday, but in a normal year, these players, you know, Anthony Rizzo and those guys would show up sometimes two, three weeks, even a month before spring training, they'd already be in Arizona. So this is obviously 
very different. You had the minor league players out in Arizona already, and now you have the major league players scrambling from all over the world trying to get to Mesa, Arizona. Um, so, I mean, we, I, I'm assuming not everybody's there in the first place. Do we have Ryan back now? Ryan yeah, Pierce? he's back now. You got you got me? We, yeah. got, we got you. So, yeah. I was just saying it's a weird year, right? Like, a lot of times okay. guys would have all been there multiple weeks before they had to report. Now it's a scramble. Yeah, no, it's very – everyone it, – because you give them, like, three days since the lockout ended and you're everyone's just trying to go all over the place, across the country in some cases. And like you said, some international players maybe even trying to get all over the place. So, yeah, it's a very tricky situation, and that's kind of why I think the structure's a little more fluid right now over the weekend. Yeah. I like uh, Joel uh, Joel's comment here. He says, hi, fellas, a lot of – Simmons' defensive metrics on fan Fangraphs look like they took a big dip in the last two years. I have to admit, I've never watched him play as a twin. Is he still an elite defender? Um, like I said earlier, I I haven't watched him much at all either. So, um, you know, when you get pinned as a defensive guy, uh, I think you, you – that's something you ride with until it doesn't show that you can do it anymore, man. Um, and if the numbers have dipped a little, then I'm sure he's still pretty good. At least uh, I feel like you can say the same thing about Jason Hayward as he's gotten older. Um, that's, that's what I can tell you at the current moment. I, I, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, that that's my take. I mean, again, I don't think Simmons is going to be the starting shortstop on opening day. I don't know how you feel about that, Ryan, but um, do you guys have any thoughts on his comment? I just know that he's, you know, I remember him coming up with the Braves Simmons and he was, you know, like a hot prospect. It was a big yeah. deal when he came up for the Braves, just like Jason Hayward. And, you know, some guys just don't develop into the player, the the full complete player that you think. But I mean, there's always a place on your team for um, somebody up the middle that has a great glove, you know, somebody defensively in the final innings. Uh, that can give you some flexibility there and and lock down a win. There's always a place for that guy on on a major league roster, and especially if he's you know top three four guys at that position in baseball, and um, and it's something that the Cubs need because we know that if you can put Nico Horner, even if he even if Nico played short, if halfway through the game or in the seventh or eighth inning, you could shift him over to second where he is a plus defender. Now you've made your defensive game much better for the you know the last couple innings or the last inning or whatever it might be if Nico's up for that. So yeah, we were saying I, I don't I don't feel like it's a it's a crazy signing. It's not like they spent a ton of money to go do it. It's not going to stop them from doing anything else. So um you know now it's just the waiting game though for the for everybody else. Right. Yeah I I mean I can't wait to listen back on this and see how many times I cut out. The podcast <laughs> is going to be hilarious when I listen back as far as them and I wanted to comment on Simmons, just uh, like you guys have been kind of saying, like one year, $4 million, that's not shortstop of the future, shortstop for a contender money right there. It's not, it's not a contract you pay a guy, you're expecting to be a championship shortstop or lead your team, whatever. Um, so like you guys have been saying, it might be just, you know, defensive guy, um, you know, a veteran to have on the team, just a guy to, you know, insurance policy, injuries, whatever happens. Uh, one year, $4 million isn't going to break the bank. Um, so I don't think that takes you out of conversations for any other free agents around the league. Right. I, I think we forgot to mention too, like 
after Ken Rosenthal broke that news, I think he sent a tweet right after that, shortly after saying, you know, this the signing doesn't stop the Cubs from right. going after Carlos Correa or Trevor Story or, you know, guys at that caliber either uh, because they made that move. So, um, again, I just think a lot of people on Cubs Twitter re- overreacted a lot there. And, uh, you know, people are like, well, why aren't the Cubs doing anything? Well, no one's doing anything. I know we're going to get to that. Yeah, in a little bit, but I think I hold that with a little bit of optimism as well. Is like no one's. I mean, we've seen a few moves today, but nothing major. A lot of big names still out there. Um, so you know, including that- including Correa. You know, you saw that um, John Heyman was on the radio in New York, basically saying the Yankees weren't going to give him three hundred million. So you know, there might come a point where he has to back off the three hundred million request. I I don't know. I I don't know what the Cubs. Um, bar is at like as far as what they would pay him I I don't know what their how many years they would give him if that's something they're looking into you know how far they would go but it's the longer it goes potentially potentially those numbers could be coming back towards the Cubs so if you stay in the game and you stay interested you you get a little help with Simmons it's not a bad thing it gives you a little flexibility for now and it it, because of the money you spent on him it, it still keeps you in the game for Correa if the number, you know, maybe the numbers are too high right now, but that doesn't mean they aren't going to creep back uh, a little closer to the Cubs reality when that point comes. So, hey, you can still keep your fingers crossed for Carlos Correa. As yeah. far as uh, Marcus Stroman, you know, that was the big bullpen. Ryan, uh, you got some good video out there and, and he was there. And that's a guy that I don't know if I've ever seen a Cubs player come in and verbally be so excited about being on the team like he's he's this offseason he's been real clear that he's thrilled to be a member of the Cubs so what did he look like in that bullpen session yeah I mean the bullpen I think it was his first bullpen of just since he got down there um so it was just kind of throwing you know throwing the glove over letting you know what pitch it was very you know very relaxed and very but he had the velocity it looked good um you know I I didn't get a chance to talk to him afterwards but you know he was in great spirits afterwards so I don't know if that bullpen was like, you know, I need to get every single pitch down, you know, where it needs to right. be or whatever, but he, or he's just like, you know, it's spring training starting. Let's kind of get back into the swing of things. Um, you got, everyone was out there watching, you know, Tommy Hadovy was there. Rick Sutcliffe was there. Uh, you know, everyone's smiles on their face and he was all smiles too. So, um, you know, Stroman, obviously he's happy to be on the Cubs apparently. Um, like you said, I haven't seen someone come in like that and just be so verbal about how much they, are excited to be on the Cubs. So uh, I think uh, I saw a tweet on Twitter or it was a video. I don't, I want to say it was uh, Jordan Bastion from MLB.com. He uh, asked him about, uh, you know, you know, the tweets trying to recruit Correa. Oh yeah. Right. Those were pretty, his, his replies were pretty uh, interesting. Yeah. Here's, here's the quote uh, that was out there. He said, I'm just doing my pitch on Twitter, man. Everyone thinks I have insider info, but I have no insider info. I'm just trying. It's always good to put that out there, that good energy. You know what I mean? So, you know, we've been saying for a couple of days, man, I think he knows something. He must know something. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? He claims it's just, you know, he's just trying to put that good energy out there and, and there's no reason not to try and recruit a good player. So he was having fun with it, but I'm sure he knew when he got to Arizona, if Correa wasn't signed, that everybody would be peppering him with a question like, what do you know, man? Like, yeah. Why all the tweets? What gives? 
So right. apparently uh, he doesn't have inside info, but um, we can always hold out hope that he does. And he's just not telling us. <laughs> and again, I still think that a big part of him signing with the Cubs was because they told him that they plan on being competitive. So right. he may not have insider info on if Carlos Correa is coming, but I think he definitely knows that the Cubs are out there doing something to make this team competitive. So, you know, whatever is going to make the fans feel better. Who's listening. I take those two things with solace, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's just kind of cool to see the, the video that's been out there and, and the photos coming in of him in a Cubs uniform. And it's sort of, sort of surreal to see, you know, it's not somebody I ever going into this off season. I, I didn't think that they were going to get Marcus Stroman. I didn't think that was going to happen. I think it actually caught uh, most Cubs fans uh, and a lot of media members by surprise a little bit. I, you know, it was, they were, they were starting slow and all of a sudden they hit you with that before the lockout. And I think, um, I, I think most people were surprised by the Stroman signing and it, it's certainly a good thing. He's, he's, he's a great pitcher and I feel like he's going to bring a great energy to Wrigley field too. Yeah, no, I remember, you know, the, those last couple days, I remember, you know, the Cubs, you know, they had signed Frazier and brought back Hermosillo and, you know, picked up Wade Miley off waivers and a few other small things, but nothing like major. And we were seeing a few, especially on the pitching side, we we saw a bunch of big names fall off the board. And obviously going in the offseason, we knew the starting rotation was a big thing. We knew that if the Cubs were planning on competing, they needed a, you know, they needed a top of the rotation type guy. And, um, you know, Stroman, there was like this small rumor that was thrown out there like a week before. No one really took it seriously. And, um, you know, I that's why right now I'm not really scared. It's like they signed Stroman out of nowhere. I mean, I feel like the same thing's going to happen with another one of these big names that are out there. I mean, unless Ken Rosenthal or or Jeff Passan just is in the room or something, you know what I mean? But I, I think it's going to if, if if you know, if it's Correa or whoever, I think it's going to be kind of out of nowhere. Um, you know, I know we're all expecting something, but. I also wouldn't be surprised if it's a name, a big name that we're not expecting. Hopefully, it's a big name that we would all be excited about, of course. But, um, you know, to me, I, I feel like it's going to happen when, you know, when I'm either sleeping or, you know, when right. I'm just kind of like my hopes have gone down a little a little bit or something. <laughs> Ryan, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about this in Arizona? There, there's been big news here in Chicago, too, and that was um, – that I won my first legal bet on points bet. I, I, I did. Lot, there's been a lot of buzz about it on Twitter. I want to show everybody what I, you know, I used the points bet app with the help of Cody yesterday. And uh, <laughs> let me show you what Grandpa Stucky got, huh? There you go, Grandpa Stucky. That's fresh, fresh readers from Walgreens. <laughs> That's what $9.09 profit gets you on your first bet right there. Bet 10 at one nine oh nine, I believe. There we yeah, go. That's- Shout out to uh, Michigan State covering three points. It was never a doubt. Good call. Good call, Cody. I'll be looking for another one tonight, by the way, uh, because I do have the points bet app now. And because I'm batting a thousand, (laughs) I feel like I, you know, house money, I might as well go for it tonight. Exactly. Uh, And like Luke said, uh, the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, 
you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker room. Hashtag dope merch. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app just like Luke did and Ryan and me and everyone else here at CHGO. You can, down, you can download it right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. And signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh chgo we've been having a lot of fun you know we've been up over a week now we've got you know in case people are this is their first time they're listening to the podcast or checking out all chgo.com or first time checking out our youtube channel which you know that's where you get the highest quality video for these podcasts we've got podcasts and live shows every day every team uh we have post game shows for every team every game premium written content rhymes that's why he's out in arizona he's going to have all kinds of stuff for you yeah. we have other team members bringing in content for you uh about the cubs and your other chicago sports teams every day that's all at allchgo.com uh we've got the dope merch for all the teams out there for you we're starting to get some new shirts in i know some people have ordered them already and, and uh hopefully they start trickling in um to your houses we're looking forward to seeing those i've got one ordered myself and you get a free t-shirt when you become a member so that's cool and there's a members only discord with the chgo lounge so let us know what you like let us like let us know what you uh would like to see more of coming up but you know seven days in i think uh we're having a having a lot of fun and uh this podcast has been a lot of fun you know i i i saw this note yesterday and we didn't talk about it but MLB now saying that next season, every team will play every team at least once. So the schedule is going to change a little bit more. It sounds like there's going to be a lot more interleague play. I'm just curious what you guys thought of that. Um, Kevin Kadak was like, no, no, no. And then other people on Twitter today were like, yes, yes, yes. What? How do you guys feel about you know spreading it out so everybody plays everybody in a major league season? I mean, it seems like you're almost going towards – no divisions is the way it's starting yeah. to feel a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, at first I didn't know what to think about like the, the interleague, just the, the, every team, every team playing each other. Um, but I like it. I do like it because we talked about before how regional of a sport baseball has like how it is, you know, you got people in Chicago care about Cubs or white Sox, Um, but outside of that, maybe they don't. And it's a lot of places. Every, you know, area has their own little regional, teams they like to see um, and it's not you know the NBA and, and NFL they do it a lot differently they it, it doesn't feel like a regional sport for, but for baseball it is this now this I think I saw someone say it earlier think about Mike Trout coming to play at Wrigley Field or on the south side or, or wherever he is you mean he goes to New York he goes to Florida to play the Marlins. you know whatever it is Mike Trout should be the face of baseball right he's probably the best player in the, in the majors right now and now you're having him 
go everywhere. He's not just kind of staying in his division or the teams that the Angels play. That He's going to face every team, going to be in every city every year. And I think that just kind of helps expand, you know, that star. That star. Everyone knows Mike Trout's a star, but he's not a household name maybe. Like, or maybe he is, but I, we all know who Mike Trout is. But the Globally, yeah. he's not game. popular. Not not every yeah. American knows who Mike Trout is. Yeah. Every American knows who LeBron yeah. James is, and that's because – LeBron James goes into every NBA city, you know, it's a, there's a lot of reasons they do a yeah. better job of promoting their players, but I never thought about that. You know, it, maybe this is a promotion. It is part of that where they're trying to promote the players a little bit more and get the big name guys into, into big name cities all the yeah. time. If they're not necessarily playing there. Yeah. It feels kind of like a, like a barnstorming tour. Like yeah. <laughs> way back yeah. when MLB, no, no TV, maybe slight radio, but like, they're just trying to get the stars out there trying to get Babe Ruth known around around America kind of feels like that you know you're getting these guys that are stars especially where they're at you're getting them all over this all over the country you're taking them on tour all over the country and maybe that helps build those stars of you know and maybe that helps MLB push their individual stars that that baseball has and, and wants to promote a little more for sure yeah I mean you make good points I I will say I like it as a like as just a pure baseball fan because I'm you know, I don't know about you guys, but I have on I have the bucket list of going to every ballpark one day. Yeah, I've been to eight of them. So you know, if the Cubs are going to like Seattle, and they don't go, they have, you know, most of my life they don't, obviously they don't go to Seattle every year. Then you know, if they start doing this every year, then I can plan that out or something. You know what I mean? Or fans right. can plan that out. So that from that aspect, in my eyes, it's cool. I guess one negative thing is like if they're going to do that, then I would assume that division like teams won't play teams in their division as many times as they do and i feel like that affects you know you know if whether you win your division or not you know what i mean and yeah you know those games are very important we talk about those all the time going you know going into series and stuff um that to me that's the only negative thing about it is like okay so i guess you'll you'll play teams in your division you know i what we play them 20, 20 games each close to yeah. it at least. I don't know how much like, that cuts. I, it in I would half, assume they would cut that in half. You know half what I mean? Like, I, I think, right? So that I could, if, if, Kev, if that's Kevin's reason to why maybe he wasn't a fan of it. Um, I mean, that would be my reason too. Um, but as far as like, you know, kind of like what you guys said is, is growing the game or, you know, as a fan being able to go to different ballparks to go see your favorite team now, like, that's that's awesome. I just I, I am interested to see how they will be able to do that while also not really affecting how teams can compete in the division. And, uh, you know, as much as I don't want to go watch the Cubs play the Pirates 20 games a year, it is nice when it comes to winning the division, you know. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean, like I it's beneficial. I, it's beneficial to play the Pirates that many times a year. I, I like yeah. uh, I like Cody's, you know, you said about you know, being able to go to all these different parks to see your favorite team, parks they don't go to. The Cubs are supposed to go to New York, play at Yankee Stadium this year. I don't remember the last time they played at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees, right. and on a flip side, the Yankees haven't been to Wrigley since like 2012, something like that, 2011. I think they were there in so 2017. Like, were they? Okay, yeah. I, don't, I, I went to one of those games in, in 2011, but um, still, it's like that, that's so many years in between. You get to see them every year this way. Yeah, you get right. to see them every year. Um, and then that, and you know, that maybe the thing. tickets for those types of games when they like, for instance, the Red Sox are coming to Wrigley this year. I'm sure 
that those prices are going to be heightened because the Red Sox don't come to Wrigley every year. And obviously they're, you know, a premier team in baseball that's very popular. You know, you know, like that's like the Cubs will take that chance to increase those those ticket prices because it's going to be a hot ticket. I think they play like on a weekend, too. So, again, if you're doing if you start doing this every year, maybe those prices come down a little bit. I don't know how much, but you, you get I think you understand where I'm getting at with that. I do think this this is sort of beneficial to some of the smaller market teams as well. Like, true. Uh, you know, you get you get some of the fans. Um, you mentioned Pittsburgh. They get to go play the Yankees. I mean, Pirates fans will go travel for that. But how often are they going to go travel for just a random game against the Brewers or something like that? And the flip side of it is, if you're playing devil's advocate or or you agree with Kevin, how many Yankee fans are sitting there today going, we're going to go play the Reds? Who cares? Why? <laughs> like, I don't want to go see the Reds. You want to go see the Reds? I don't want to go see the Reds. They, I can see that part of it too. Like, does does a Cubs game against who's an American League team that you just have no interest in? The Rays. Yeah, like the Rays. If they're if they're <laughs> not any great. good, is, is that a yeah, team you wanted? To, you have to go see. Ah, no, well, not really. It's mainly because yeah. I don't like their ballpark. Like that, <laughs> to me, it comes down to like, is your ballpark cool? Like, yeah, you mentioned Yankee right. Stadium. I'd love to go there, right? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're not the staying a home and away. Yeah, like, right. it, it, I would assume it alternates. So one year. You know, okay, great. The Tigers come to play the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Yeah, all right, cool. There's a. <laughs> I, I was thinking when you you mentioned that, like the big market fans, like yeah, like you said, I don't want to go play the Yankees. Don't want to go play the Reds, whatever it is. They prefer there's, to play the Red Sox every day. Yeah, but there's like if you if you look at it as, as like the Cubs, there's Cubs fans everywhere. Yankees fans play the same way, and so. You know, you have this subset of Yankees fans in Cincinnati that never get to see the Yankees play because they never go to Cincinnati. This way, they get that chance every year, every other year, however it's structured. The Yankees are going to be there. Their favorite team are going to be there. They'll actually get to watch them play every once in a while versus waiting years and years in between getting any chance or going to New York or going to some Yankees versus a team that they don't care, you know, that kind of thing, versus traveling right. to find the Yankees. The Yankees will be going to Cincinnati in that scenario and i think the fans that are all over the place will actually get that chance now too yeah well a lot of people make you a chance to see a lot of former cubs too you know if all these guys sign all over the country schwarber rizzo bryant javi you know you i mentioned the tigers well you might get to see javi play so that's you know when your team breaks up at least you have a chance to go see him play some games in person wasn't it like i want to say it was this year this past season wasn't it the first time that Albert Pujols came back to St. Louis. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like he spent he went literally ten years mm-hmm. between like his last game at St. Louis to you know coming back finally for their like the return or whatever. And I mean that's that with what the what they're thinking with this new scheduling thing. I mean that would change that. And I mean and, and it. You know, with the NBA, you know, you you see all these former players come back to former teams and whether you leave on good notes or bad notes, bad notes, it, it creates conversation. It gets people talking. Sure. And again, that's that's why I feel like the MLB is is wanting to do this. And again, there's pros and there's cons to it. There was someone in the comments saying if they went to like a, you know, an NBA style scheduling, they need to just do like seeds of like one through six or one through seven and mm. just kind of remove, uh, you know, division winners and just go with like your your 
your conference record or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? I could see that happening someday, by the yeah. way. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the craziest. Um, I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just saying, I don't think that's the craziest idea. I I've don't heard. think a lot of people would be up for it. I really, no, I don't either. I, <laughs> but I think that's the type of thing that baseball probably tosses around every once in a while for when sure. they're trying to think of ways to, um, find the game, make the game more interesting for everybody. You know, maybe that's something they've discussed. I don't know. Yeah. There was a, like, um, Hey, we saw how many people were excited to see Chris Bryant come back. You know, Rizzo comes yeah. back playing for another team. That's going to be a hot ticket. Oh yeah. Or if you can go see him play in his new ballpark, yeah. if he doesn't resign with the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to, uh, there was a comment that got posted. I, I don't know. I remember who it was, um, but it was like, and this kind of shifts the conversation a little bit. It said, if, they do this, you know, play every team every year type thing, less division games that they, uh, someone said that they should go the NBA model and go like first for, I don't know if it was completely correct. I'm pretty sure the top, the, the, the three division winners are guaranteed at least the top four seed. I think it's like the top three are ranked in the top four. That They'll make, yeah. You could take the division like winners, that, but, but just in give that, them home field. Sense, like, yeah. Just like, don't, or I think they were trying to say like, basically like if, if they don't do this division thing. I think they're saying um, to give less. Um, I got less incentive to win the division because you're ranking like wild card teams ahead of division winners and stuff like that because you're not playing your division that much. I don't. Right. I'm curious, like, what your thoughts on that are. Like, would you, if they're not playing their division as much, does winning the division mean much more anymore? Like, that's what I'm trying to ask you guys, and that's I think what the right. comment was. I mean, that's uh, kind of like what I said earlier. It's like you you take less games away. How, like, you, not only does it become harder to win your division, it, it I feel like it does kind of take something away from it. As much as like I'd love to watch the Cubs play other teams, it's that grind for one sixty two of trying to like win your division is kind of like what baseball fans, like the diehards, really get up for every you know every April. So, I mean. I'm open to hear other thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel. And maybe that's, that's my, uh, my, my, my grandpa Stucky in me. Like I don't like change. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Yeah. I, th I think a lot of baseball fans don't like change. You know, it's a very traditional sport um, rooted around its, its records and its history and all of those things. And I think uh, as they try to make it, um, more widespread around the world for more people, more fans, younger generations, uh, they're going to have to eventually break down some of those barriers a little bit and, and force us to like some things. I mean, I never thought I would see in my lifetime interleague play. And I'll be honest with you at first, I was like, no, I don't want any interleague play. I, I don't, I don't need, to, that was the cool part about the world series as a kid was like, you got to see the American league play the national league. You know what? I've adjusted to it. I'm used to interleague play now, and I think it's cool. You get to see other teams at other ballparks, and I don't think it's taken away from division rivalries as much as I thought it was going to. Uh, the Cubs fans still hate the St. Louis Cardinals fans, and the St. Louis Cardinals fans still hate Cubs fans and Brewers and in all of those. So I don't. I think they they should be willing to try anything. Um, once and see what you know if they do this plan where they're they're talking about in 23 where you play everybody cool do it once and if it doesn't work in that year and you get bad feedback on it go back to playing it the way you did before so i don't know i i just don't think they're all life or death decisions and um 
I think sometimes we overreact to some of them a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think that, like you said, you were kind of hesitant to like, when the interleague play first started, it was mm-hmm. like a weird thing. I don't, maybe, I don't know how many people wanted it, but maybe it was, a, a, it felt like too big of a change. I also think in that, you know, expanding interleague play, when we go back to wanting to showcase all, you know, all yeah. the, the guy, have Mike Trout go all across America instead of just where, you know, in his division or in his league. Again, you look at the NBA, I think, I'm pretty sure like the Bulls would play every team in the West at least twice a year. And then they play out, I think it's outside of their division, like three to four times. And then their division, they play four times a year. And maybe that kind of messes up the rivalries. I don't think the Bulls in division, like the Pistons rivalry has kind of faded since the 80s, 90s and the Bucks. I mean, it's not like true rivals. I don't get that sense in the NBA. Maybe Grayson Allen will help. But it does, again, <laughs> help with getting those, uh, yeah. again, getting those the superstars all across America and getting them exposure in all these markets that they don't either maybe haven't even gotten a chance to yet or just they don't get to to be in that often yeah rachel is a good comment here she says i think as well you want everyone to have a chance to see the big deal guys kids can hear all about otani we haven't mentioned otani being great um but if they actually get to see him i think they'll make a difference i mean yeah otani won mvp and like did it in the most insane way that I never thought we would see it. I mean, he was a great pitcher and he was one of the best hitters in the league. Um, that's like, like you, I don't know if we'll ever outside of him, will we ever see that again? Or are we going to see more players come up and try and be like him? Like a two way player like that right now, you can't say that you are, but the thing is, is like no one was talking about him last year. And he right. was like the one chance for MLB to like really, mm-hmm market and like get people back into baseball and you know i i feel like maybe they just didn't do that so again i i just if they can figure out a way to where it doesn't affect divisions or division races like i could i could get up for it. it's just very tough for me again i i don't like change but also when we were talking about interleague stuff I remember when I was a kid when like you would have like those two or three weeks in like June or July when they would just do all interleague play. I would always get excited for that. And then it became interleague happening like more frequently. And I just kind of got used to it. Um, but I do like I always think back to when I was a kid, whenever I felt like interleague play was always just like one time during the season, like a certain couple weeks or so. And for some reason, I just really liked that. So um again i'm just stating that as a something changed and then i got over it so yeah no like like luke said i mean like the the mlb did the uh the runner on second rule seven inning double header rule they did that for a year and now they're getting rid of it like you said luke like you could try it out in 2023 you get terrible feedback or it just doesn't work you can always you know go back to the same schedule you got now. So yeah, I, I think it, testing it out is, is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I think they need to do something. And so, you know, giving something a shot isn't the worst thing, uh, at least for a season. Uh, you're listening to the CHGO Cubs podcast, or you're watching it live on YouTube as well. And if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us out is continue us, help us grow is to download the points bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks, but if you make 50 or more, 
In that first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You can get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. In case you missed it, online sign-up now available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, register it, and get your account going from start to finish, all from your phone. That's the way I did it last week. Um, you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Um, you know, we, have- we got some breaking news. We got some that? breaking news. What do we have? We got Wilson Contreras has arrived at Cubs camp. You got oh, me man. so excited. You got me minutes, so yeah. excited. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta take a It's the only news we got. The only news we got right now. He's <laughs> at camp. Some I mean, it made news. sense. I, I guess that makes sense considering why Jan Gomes was the one catching Marcus Stroman's bullpen earlier. Well, okay. here comes Wilson. He's he's in camp now. He's he's getting ready it, and. You know, we haven't talked much about it, but this contract extension, his negotiation and stuff, or, or arbitration, whatever, that's going to be getting started here soon. So that might be another uh, other big storyline of the next three weeks until the season starts. I guess it's good that he arrived. That way we don't go through this controversy of, like, his contract and everything, like we <laughs> see, like, out. in the NFL and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And not that I expected him to do something like that. He is, if he, I, I think we talked about it yesterday, like Wilson Contreras is like, I think he loves this franchise more than any other player. Or he's at least shows it like the passion and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. That's one thing that I've always loved about him. He just loves being a Cub. And that's, I think that's one reason why fans love him so much and want him to be around. So again, wasn't expecting him to do something like that, but I'm glad. Glad that we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> no, but he is still going to be one of the big stories this this spring. You know, as short as it's going to be, three and a half weeks, it's still going to be, you know, the everyday questions until he either signs an extension or gets traded. One of those two things is is the answer. Like, we're, we're going to have the questions. Like, what's his future with the Cubs, you know? And, yeah, we did talk about it yesterday. I remember when he made his first All-Star game and he, he – he cried about it. Like he, uh, this, first of all, this career and this opportunity means a lot to him. And he's a guy that shot up through the system and, and has made the most of it, made himself a really good player, a great player. And so I, I would love to see him come back to the Cubs and, and be that guy that carries over into the next generation or as Jed likes to call it the next great Cubs team. I'd like to see him be on that. Um, but so far, it's pretty slow going. You know, we said that this was going to be – everybody expected fast and furious. Why has it been so slow? Everything, like signings, trades, kind of slow. I, you know, I think, especially that first day, like if the deals were going down, like no one wanted to get even rumors of, oh, was there tampering going on? Were they talking during the <laughs> lockout? Not even rumors. And, you know, with, with, with people still showing up to spring training, you know, players aren't even – the mandatory reporting date isn't even till tomorrow. So maybe right. that's what slowed things down. Like they're just kind of really just getting the logistics of spring training settled and getting everyone down to their training site. So my, I think it's just – I don't want to say it's like owners are holding out or teams are holding out on signing for agents or something like that. I, I think it's just logistically – 
That's my bad, guys. Finger slipped. Uh, <laughs> you only fell asleep at the wheel all of a sudden. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I just think logistically, yeah, again, it's just getting you know getting people down, getting your your own people, your own players down to to spring training, and then figuring out free agents as you do that. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has to just is just a guess, but I feel like because first of all, I think general managers had an idea of what they wanted to do, but they didn't know how much money they were necessarily going to have. And because it happened quickly and with everybody coming at one time and there was still this massive pile of free agents and they have to be signed in this short amount of time, we expected it to be quick, but it's a, it's been exactly the opposite because the conversations have been multiplied by five. Nobody wants to miss out on a great deal that slipped through the cracks and and they could have had it. So there's a lot of conversations and maybe it's uh, it's at actually leading to the opposite result, which is slowing things down for the first couple of days where all guys are just having those talks and saying, don't sign a deal because I still want to talk to you. And so players are reluctant on their end as well. They want to get back, but their agents are like, listen, we still might have two or three teams we can play this to. So, you know, they're trying to fit a whole offseason sort of into just a couple of weeks. And maybe it's having the opposite effect of what we thought it might. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I expect it. But again, that goes back to you're not supposed to be talking to players mm. during the lockout. So really, it's not like they've been, like you said, the offseason. They didn't really have that offseason before Thursday. Yeah, so now they're trying to fit it all in right now. And, you know, players are probably, you know, waiting to hear offers from everywhere. You know, Carlos Correa is trying to get that. $350 million contract or whatever, whatever it could be and waiting for, maybe waiting for a team to, to offer that to him. You know, some of these players, may, maybe they're the ones holding out and trying to see if they can get better offers anywhere. Um, I think, again, uh, go ahead. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Ryan. No, I, you're good. You're good. I, I was, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think that like on, I remember seeing a tweet yesterday that, you know, a lot of talks were revolving around like pitchers and stuff like that. So, um, I know we've seen a few arms get uh picked up in the last you know 48 hours or so, but um, you know, for a guy like Rizzo, for example, he's not going to get signed until Freeman signs, and I know the right. Dodgers are heavy on him right now. Um, you or know, wouldn't I, that be unbelievable if he goes to the Dodgers? I don't want to think about it to be honest with you, I really don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and then you know, no, I, I, I also, I honestly feel like when Correa signs, then we'll see like a domino effect with everyone else as well. Um, and maybe as far as like infielders at least. And then, you know, maybe when Schwarber or Castellanos goes is like, then we'll see more outfielders go. You know what I mean? I think those are the top two guys and Chris Bryant as obviously. Um, I just think that these top guys, they, they're, they've been waiting three, three months now through this lockout there. I mean, I, I guess in their eyes, maybe there's like, what's a few more days? Like, let's try yeah. to get the best. Get, well, get a few the more best million. Deal. What's the difference? And, and they're all like, they've been through spring training and all that. They're all veterans. They they know what they need to do to be ready for a season. It's not like they're, you know, one or two year guys. They're, you know, these are like stable veterans. We know what we're going to get out of them and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, again, it is surprising. It is surprising to see because I really thought that we would just see a, frenzy of it i mean we were all mm -hmm. excited we were, remember 
the lockout ended and then free agency opened at 6 p.m. We went and hopped on the podcast and we're like, this thing's about to go crazy. You guys yeah. ready? Like I was I was ready, man. You got a deal and you got a deal. Like, yeah. oh, you get this and you get this. Right. And then just nothing, nothing happened. I mean, I think it was Martin Perez was the first one off the board or someone like that, I think is what his name was. And uh yeah, it's been a buzzkill the last couple, you know, the last 24 hours or so, but I don't know, man. I I, I think bef- before we do our show on Monday, I think we'll at least see one big name, and then hopefully yeah. that that kickstarts everyone. I'm also wondering like who is going to get that like that Craig Kimbrell 2019. Like he doesn't sign until June. Like that oh, might yeah. theoretically happen, and especially with the lockout pushing, you know, pushing everything back till right now. Like there might be there might be a few, a group of players, a handful of players that don't sign until the season already starts. You know. So, I, I don't know that that's true, but it could happen. You know, Craig Craig Kimbrell, one of the you know a Hall of Fame closer, didn't get signed until June. So, yeah, that could happen to a lot of different a lot of different people, a lot of different players. Speaking of him, I'm curious. The White Sox are still going to try and trade him. Yeah, that was the I mean, big people are waiting for that trade, aren't they? That's another yeah. one. I'm I am interested. He is. I think we were talking about it, like you know, off air, obviously, um, a day or two ago about it, and we're like, I mean, I'd take him back. Tommy Hottaby fixed him. He fixed him again. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I mean, not to spew conversation with our fellow Sox fans out there, but I mean, you 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 want to flip a guy back for him? I'm 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 down. We need a guy in the bullpen, man. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't send Madrigal back to him. No, no, we're not we're not sending Madrigal. But you know, Kimbrel again, his values is, is. I mean, I think you can argue is as low as it was the first year and a half. He, that he was with the Cubs. So it's like, you don't have to send much for him. The Cubs got amazing return yeah. considering mm-hmm. all things considered when you see how he did after they traded him. So, you know, I think that's a trade we'll be talking about for years to come just because it was with the White Sox. But um, I feel like at the end of the day, both teams won that one at, at this point. So Ryan or, or neither team lost. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. We, we, we still, we still gotta get you know see what what Hoyer and Madrigal can can do. I I I'm of the belief that they can both be very good players for the Cubs, but you know we're still we're jury's still out. We, you got you got to see them in action uh, on the north side. Just to, yeah. Before you could say the Cubs won anything, you got to see yeah <laughs> see those two in action. I think. Rachel says in the comments, I'd be surprised if Tony got more than we offered in the extension. Heyman has said today. That Rizzo isn't the Yankees' first choice. Yeah, I think the Yankees are also in on Freeman as well. So, yeah. um, as they should be, Freeman's the best first baseman on the market. I mean, I wish the Cubs were kind of interested in him as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, that's what we were saying last week is when that first got brought up, the name got brought up. I kind of was like, kind of jumped back, like, what? Freddie Freeman? Come on, no chance. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, it's not the stupidest thing ever. Like, you know, if you're going to spend on Stroman, uh, we're talking about Correa. Why wouldn't we talk? Our lefty bat. Yeah. And it's wild because I remember you could go back maybe three or four years and I felt like you could you could at least argue Rizzo and Freeman being neck and neck. And I think it, now it's very clear that Freddie Freeman is is the best first baseman in the National League. Um, but I would I do think Rizzo is like right behind him as the next one. So, um, you know. I'd be happy with either one. Goldschmidt's pretty good too. Yeah, Goldschmidt. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty underrated, good. honestly. Um, 
he goes through his stretches. I know this past season, Goldschmidt struggled the first couple. Well, not, well, I guess you could say the first half and then just got insanely hot in the second half and kind of finished strong, helped the Cardinals go on that huge run. But, you know. Hey Ryan, um, what is the schedule there the next couple days, at least that you know of, uh, before we get going, just kind of let fans know what we can kind of expect out there? Uh, so I know tomorrow is kind of more of the same. Like, it's players reporting tomorrow. Um, but I think it's a lot more fluid of a situation as, you know, you're going to have players that get there at eight in the morning. You're going to have players that maybe are strolling. I mean, I, I don't know who is left to come yet. I haven't, you know, obviously been out there this whole week, but there might be a few stragglers that are coming in uh, a little later. Maybe they, you know, logistically couldn't get here till Sunday. So they might be coming in a little later while other players are already at the field. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know that there's like a set schedule for tomorrow. But I think Monday is when things start really like like they're going to have, and like I said, they're going to have players hitting BP at this certain time. They're going to have players throwing bullpens at this certain time. I don't have the specifics of that yet, but. But that's, Monday, when, you expect Ross, that's when you expect Ross to talk and Jed to talk. And, you know, yeah. sometimes Tom Ricketts usually makes a state of the team address. You think all those things might be coming Monday? Yeah, I, be- I believe Monday. I mean, I can. I, I hope Monday that we have something to talk about on Monday. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Hold it till Monday. Uh, well, I'm glad we got your Wi-Fi, you know, fixed at the uh, Four Seasons Scottsdale for you. We we that was good news that I that wish. cleared up on this podcast. You going to the pool after this? I don't know. We'll see. It's like a convention down there or something. There's a lot of people wearing like the same shirts. And I'm like, maybe I'll go try to figure out what's going on. Maybe I can get myself a shirt. Too. Hey, get some free swag and uh, sell some <laughs> dope, dope merch. merch while you're down there. Hand out a card. Yeah. Like, dope merch, guys. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so we're definitely coming back at least on Monday. Uh, we want to thank everybody for dropping in and checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. And in the meantime, of course, Ryan is down there in Arizona. He's going to have fresh content for you coming in all at allchgo.com. We will definitely see you Monday. If something crazy happens, we'll see you before then. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And go Cubs go, guys.